Women all over the world, get ready for inspiring and empowering interviews from women at the top of their field who are kicking butt in their business and who are prepared to share shocking revelations from being in the limelight. You are now listening to Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg. Are you looking on expanding your audience through podcasting? Learn how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com to learn more. Yes, women of the world, let's get started. I am delighted to introduce you our amazing guest for today, Lisa Hennessy. Lisa Hennessy is the owner and creator of Your Pet Chef, which makes personalized dog food using all human-grade ingredients delivered directly to the dog owner's home in pre-packaged portions. Lisa began making food for her dogs about four and a half years ago when her raft collie Shelby was diagnosed with degenerative myelopathy. Her veterinarian asked if she would be interested in making a special diet for her that would help to slow the progression of the disease, which she did, and the rest is history. Lisa is the author of your Pet Chef Cookbook, which features not only a collection of recipes, but more importantly, a collection of stories. So women of the world, Miss Lisa Hennessy, welcome to the show. Great. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. We are delighted to have you on our show, and I'm sure our listeners are excited as well. So, Lisa, I really like what you're doing with your business, especially with your pet chef. You are a success in your own right. You put in the effort, you know, the sweat equity, the knowledge and experience to build a special business you call your own. As a result of that, our listeners really want to get to know you, and I want to provide that conduit, you know, that bridge between you and our listeners. So here are some cool questions that we can talk about. Feel free to comment anytime, but these are just general questions that I have in mind. So let's start with your business. You know, there might be people out there who want to start one and have no clue how to go about it. Can you tell us more about your business and the idea behind that niche? Um, well, actually, when I first started to make food for my girl Shelby, um, I, I try, I'm very organized. So um, my background is in manufacturing and operations and purchasing. So I think that that organizational ability comes to mind in everything I do. So I started to make this food and I thought, how can I make it so that I just have to take it out of the freezer and defrost it? How can I make it so that I can know how much more I need, you know, like just by looking in the freezer. So once we started to look at the food that way, my husband started saying, you should do this as your job. You should have start a company. And I thought, how could I do that while I still worked full time? So it kind of was always in the back of my mind. I always learned as much as I could about the food that I was feeding my dog because once we lost Shelby, I continued to feed um, homemade meals to my, my other two dogs. And we tried to give them the healthiest food as possible. So it was really created, the, the, the Your Pet Chef was created with Shelby in mind, but it kind of evolved as, as my knowledge evolved and as my expertise in making food evolved. Wow, I really love what I'm hearing about your business and how it evolved and how it got started. And I'm sure our listeners are as well. Now, what was the defining moment that prompted you to start this business and made you say, this is my business? Well, my, um, I had always worked in sourcing and purchasing, and I was a general manager 
um, at an automotive uh, supply company, and my position was eliminated. I was 49, and I knew it would be difficult for me to find a new job. So my husband and I talked about it, and we said, now's the perfect time. Now let's start this business. Let's figure out if we can really make it work. Um, I had basically run a couple of companies in the past for someone else, so I have a good understanding of how a company works. Um, and so now I had the, now I had the opportunity to really put 100% into my own business. Um, I had saved enough money because I had earned good livings at my previous jobs, and I was able to stay home and focus on it full time. And that's what I did. Wow, what a defining moment yeah. that one was. I'm sure I, I can picture that one during that moment that when you say, okay, this is it, I'm going to go full time with this business and then you yeah. never look back. Awesome. Now, yeah. your business obviously has a vision to be the market leader in your industry and that resonates very well with a particular portion of our listeners. However, they really like to know what was the compelling vision for your business that continues to drive you towards success day in and day out. Well, I guess I have a couple of visions. The first is my goal is I really want dogs to enjoy the food that they eat the couple times a day that they eat. When we feed our dogs, it's like an event. And every morning and every evening, it's like it's, it's, it's like Christmas for them. So I really want my customers' dogs to be that excited about eating every time they eat. And so I really take that in when I make the food, when I customize it for a dog who might be sick or suffering from cancer or some dogs just aren't really all that interested in eating. I really want them to be excited. Um, I take that vision as well as I need to support my household. So because I always had, um, you know, executive level positions, I need to be able to support my household. So I take both of those visions with me, and that's what really drives me towards being as successful as I possibly can. Wow, I love this vision that you've just shared. I mean, your desire to provide dog food that they that dogs are excited to eat that that yes. you know and you know that they enjoy. And I like when you said about making that an event uh, for the dogs. You know, you know when it, it is like when we have a, a great dinner, we feel like oh, this is so good. We are so excited to to have this meal, right. to have this dinner. Yes, and love that. Yeah. And that's what it is in our house every every uh, every every morning at seven and every evening at seven. Um, it it is an event, and and it's fun for us. And my customers understand that, and they get it, and they share those stories with me. So it makes it fun because I get to see that when they feed. Sometimes they'll feed the dogs when I'm there. Um, so I really get that full circle feedback, which makes me feel good. Yes, because our dogs, our pets, are are part of a family. They are family to us. Yeah. So we should treat them as such. Love yeah. it. Now yeah. let's talk about how you prepared for success that turned this vision into a reality. Can you share our listeners some of those personality traits or your top three personal qualities that help you become a successful entrepreneur that they can learn from? Um, well, I guess the first one I would say is I'm, I'm driven um, and I'm tenacious. Um, I will follow up and follow through until I get it done. So I am really, if, if someone says they're going to call me at a certain time, I make sure they call me. Um, I follow up with all my customers within actually a couple of hours. 
Um, I follow up with suppliers who are supposed to be sending me things. I really try to keep it on everything on a, a tight leash. That way, nothing slips through the cracks. The second thing is I am a creative problem solver. I have done this throughout my career, and I do it with my with my business now. Nothing is impossible to me. You can't tell me something can't be done. Um, I always will be able to find a way to make something happen, um, to whether it's to solve a, a, an issue with a dog, um, to solve an issue with a marketing question, whatever it is, I always know that there's a solution. Um, and that's the way I approach really everything that I, I do, that, no, that nothing is impossible. The last thing I would have to say is you have to know when you have when you need to ask for help. Um, I'm not afraid to say I'm not an expert in sales and marketing because I'm not. It's not what my um, career was spent in. So I can't say that I am like the best person at it. I can say I'm great at running an operation and purchasing. I could say I am the best in that, but I can't. And I you have to be able to say I'm not the best at that. I need to surround myself with people who are. Um, it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And I had to learn that because that wasn't always the way I thought. If I always thought if you have to ask for help, it's a sign of weakness. It really isn't. It's a sign of being being self-aware to know that that isn't your strong point and it's okay to ask for help. So I would say those are my real top three and those really keep me ahead of the game. Um, I've, I've been able to create a lot of new products, um, get into a lot of different arenas in my business in a very short period of time. Um, and it's because I'm, I'm driven, I really think. Um, and I, I think that, that's probably it answers your question. I think that's about it. Yes, absolutely. Yes, right. absolutely. And then being driven and tenacious, being creatively yeah and problem solver and knowing when to ask for help that is so huge so for our listeners out there those personal three personality traits or qualities that lisa has just shared learn from them because we can all make use of them being a business owner myself these are the traits that really help help me uh, move forward so thank you for sharing those now, let's sure. talk about what happened when you started your journey as an entrepreneur, because as entrepreneurs, we face daily challenges that define our being. And to get through those challenges takes a very special person, and our audience wants to know that special person in you. So what have been your biggest challenges, and how have you addressed or overcame those barriers to success that a lot of women entrepreneurs face today? Right. Well, I... I would say this, this kind of ties into the ask for help. Sales and marketing for me isn't my strong point. So what I did was I took some online classes. There are several of online universities that offer, um, like they might cost $125 to $175 for six-week classes that you can do all online that provide a ton of information. There's little quizzes and things. And I took several of those, like to do a business plan, to market myself on the internet, little things like that that kind of helped me feel more comfortable uh, with sales and marketing. Surround, I also surrounded myself with great marketing people. Um, I have a wonderful lady who did my logo and who does the marketing um, stuff for me. Um, and I also have an outside uh, firm that helps me with kind of my bigger projects. Um, the second thing... I think of my challenges is you have to know when to redefine what your product mix is so that people will buy it. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you a perfect story. When I first started, 
to sell food, I sold the food that I made for my dogs, which my vet approved, but it had grains in it. And grain-free dog food is the big rage now that people just do not want to have their dogs eat corn or any kind of meal in their uh, their food. Well, I didn't realize that. So all my food had pop dog, rice, potatoes, that kind of thing in it. No one would buy it. So I had to go back to the drawing board and say, okay, now how can I really figure out how to make food but make it so that people want to buy it? So I created a program, which was Try Raw. And raw food, along with grain-free, is a huge, you know, rage in um, healthy eating for dogs. It's closest to their natural diet. I created a big program. I went to my first huge, big trade show, Try Raw. I sold out. I made all these little sample packs. I made, made it very easy for people to get into the, um, you know, $10 to buy the sample kit. I thought, great, this is wonderful. I'm going to use all the same marketing. I was going to go into a show seven weeks later. I went to the show, and people came up to me and said, oh, you have the same thing. Oh, we thought you might have something different. Well, I think most people would be like, are you kidding me? Or what are, what are you trying to say? I can't you know, use the same marketing material again. Well, believe me, I thought that. But then I realized, you're giving me valuable information. You're right. I can't offer the same thing in every show. I have to change it. So... I knew then I had to really listen to what people said to me. Um, so I do change it each time. I offer seasonal flavors. I use the same basic marketing material. But now, like, at the end of the year in fall, there were zucchini, uh, pumpkin, cucumber, all kind of fall vegetables I put in my food. Um, so I learned to listen to my customer and what they were telling me. Yes, um, and that is I'm sorry. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge to make sure you really do listen because it's easy to think you do, but it's hard. It's hard to listen to what they say. And that was very hard for me to hear when someone said, oh, it's the same thing. Because I was so proud of it and I was so proud of how successful it had been. I had gotten a couple dozen new customers because of it and I was on cloud nine. I thought this was fabulous. And we are, we're going to be millionaires in three months, right? We're, we're, we're on this great track. Well, then it's kind of like you get a, a kick in your gut that you're like, wow, this, they're right. I do have to be creative every time. So, um, so it's, it's, it's difficult to, to hear, but I'm glad that, and that's, there's three or four of those ladies. I see them at every show. They come to every show and now they come and say, show me what you find, what's new. What do you have that's different? And I'm ready for them every time I come. <laughs> so yeah. um, um, the last thing I would have to say as far as a, a challenge is you have to make time for what I call office work. Um, it's easy for me to get bogged down making food for people and not spend as much time, I guess, marketing or um, answering emails, creating marketing content, you know, just kind of writing things. To write the book, I know I had to really um, schedule time. So I've hired a helper who comes and helps me make food now, and it helped, it forced me to be far more organized in when I make food, and it's now freed up an enormous amount of time for me to spend online and to work on things to grow my business. Because one of my business associates said, you have to spend time working on your business, not in your business. So that's what I do now. 
Well said, and uh, that's really true because it's really important for us to listen to our customers, so what they want, yeah. what they want from us, and then adjust from there. And I can totally see what you said about when you you change that one into you know providing this uh, grain free food uh, for your customers. Yeah. And you know, I I myself, I mean, when I changed to a paleo diet, like. I avoided grains, dairies, processed food, and processed sweets. That was like new to me. But then when I saw the benefits, and I can see the one with the food that you're making for these dogs, how healthy they are, of course. Wow. I love it. And I can see how healthy the dogs are after, I mean, their, their coats are shiny, their skin is clear, and that's after just maybe a month of being on the food. So part of when I do home delivery, the reason I I started to do that was to get feedback. And it's really been a wonderful component of the services that I offer because people love that I come to their house and I deliver their food, but I love that they tell me exactly what they think about the food and what their, how their dogs react to the food. So it's been a great way for me to gain information firsthand and it it's helped me adapt. It's helped me package things a little differently, um, you know, create things a little differently because of that feedback. Um, so to me, you know, I, I try to get as much feedback as possible whenever I can. Um, when people will come to my trade shows and fill out a little slip of paper, I'll send them a handwritten note and say, how did you feel about my stuff? Would there, would you, would you be interested in buying it? If not, why? Any feedback, any feedback that I can possibly get, I try to get. And what's a better way to get those feedback than getting them personally? I mean, uh, hearing it directly from them. Yeah, exactly. Now, let's uh, switch gears for a little bit and talk about work-life balance. You know, being a business owner myself, maintaining a work-life balance is so crucial to overall success in life. Now, the challenge with entrepreneurs is how to click on and click off and create the work-life balance, particularly if you have a family. Now, in your life as an entrepreneur, how do you maintain this work-life balance? And what are some of the ways that you accomplish this in the areas of your health, your family, your relationships? and your business? Well, I think that um, I was all, it was always very difficult for me to do that when I was in corporate America. Um, I was a person who could work 70 hours a week and not think that that was any big deal. Um, so I now do something that I so enjoy um, and that I do for, for, for me and for my household that I do work less hours um, because I get so much more accomplished because I think I'm so excited to do it. Um, I am not a great work-life balance person, um, to be completely honest with you, because I work sometimes till 10 o'clock at night. And I think I look at that, that it's my business. I'm trying to start this business, grow this business, and it doesn't seem like work to me. It, it really doesn't because I really enjoy it. Um, and, and it's funny, I'm, I'm a happier person now. Um, the person that I hired to be my helper, I worked with at two previous um, companies. And she's like, you're, you're not the same as you used to be 10 years ago. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm happy. Um, so I'm happy doing what I'm doing, and it's fun. Um, I've, I've 
I've met so many wonderful people that are my customers and just in passing that I just, I, I really, I, lo- I love what I do. Um, and I also love to give back. Um, that was something that we were brought up with. Um, and I always, I always do any, and, you know, right now, any of my customers who foster dogs, you know, with a rescue or a shelter, any, all their food is free. I bring extra food for those dogs. Um, I donate a lot of gift certificates for my food to local organizations or rescues. Um, I've done some book signings where I donate half the profits back to the rescue that sponsored me. So I'm really always trying to work with people to try to help rescues. I have a rescue dog um, to try to help anyone in my, no, it's my dog community um, as much as I possibly can. Um, So part of, you know, working with my customers is how can I give back to any of the organizations that they deal with. And I did that in my book too. Um, I mentioned several um, uh, rescues as part of the stories um, of specific dogs in my book, hoping that if someone was looking to, you know, adopt an English bulldog, maybe they would do it through Adoptable, which is one of the people that are my customers. So. Yes, and that's one of the perks of being in business because we have that flexibility and we have right. that the resources to give back, to make a difference to right. other people, to share what, what we have and what we are working at and really, you know, make an impact, make a difference in our community, right. help our community as well. So. Right, right, exactly. And I figured if, you know, if a foster dog that might have come from a bad situation you know, I look at it that if if, I, if they eat my food, it's like they won the lottery. So they finally get to have some good food, a nice full belly, and, you know, feel better for as long as it is that they're being fostered. And hopefully, you know, when they, most of the people that, that I've given the foster food for, they continue to use the food because the dogs are happy on it. So it's a win-win for everybody, but I'm really just trying to help out some you know, some dogs that might have had a rough start in life. Yes, and on that note, let's talk about success and what success means to you. Your business appears to be financially doing quite well, and with that success, flows into other areas in the entrepreneur's life. Now, we'd like to also say that success is a mindset. I can have $10 in my pocket, but my mind feels like a millionaire. I feel great about myself, and I'm moving forward. The opposite way will be a multi-billionaire and be totally miserable. So am I successful? Financially, yes. Individually, probably not. So in your journey as an entrepreneur, what does success mean to you? And what are some of the benchmarks that you use to measure your success? Um, I would say, you know, I, I, I would have a couple of ways that I measure it. Of course, financially, you know, any entrepreneur is going to measure that. Um, I'm happy. Um, I usually... <laughs> I usually deposit the checks that I get from people once a week. And each week, I would have to say for this year, has been a higher amount. So I'm, I get super excited. Even if it's $5 more than it was the previous week, it's exciting to me. And I call my husband and I'm like, biggest deposit ever. And we're, we're just so excited because it's, it's growing and you can, and you can see it numbers wise. Um, secondly is, do I make my customers happy? Are my customers' dogs happy? Are they enjoying the food? Um, and the way I can kind of measure that is, am I getting referrals from them? 
Um, I have gotten a lot of new customers from referrals from existing customers. And to me, that's a great benchmark that people are so willing to share their stories of success with the food, with their friends, with their, you know, dog training partners or whatever it might be. And then those people kind of come along. I have a, a new customer who has now shared my information with 400 local um King Charles Cavalier Spaniel owners because she so loves the food and her dog is doing so well on it. So I use that as a, it's a benchmark and I have to say it's a feel good because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel proud of myself um, that I'm able to really impact people's lives because, because I do. The nature of my business is I'm impacting their lives because I'm impacting their dog's lives. And I take that very seriously, and um, and it makes me feel good. Um, so, so that's my story yeah. of success. Yes, I love what you take about success because, you know, at the end of the day, success is really if knowing that we are making a difference in other people's lives. Of course, we have these financial metrics. We have this tangible goals as a business owner that we have because it's part of being in business. But at the end of the day, we feel that what is most gratifying is that we know that what we are putting out there is valuable and that it is impacting other people's lives. So thank you for sharing your perspective uh, on that topic. Now, let's touch about one of the highlights of our show, and that's your advice to other entrepreneurs and those aspiring to be. You obviously got some lessons learned under your belt of experience. So take it back to the past. Say you're going to start all over again as an entrepreneur, and you are in a class with other entrepreneurs who are hungry and thirsty for success or even for making that first buck. What types of special suggestions or advice and lessons that you learned would you give your fellow entrepreneurs knowing where you came from and where you are headed at? And if you can boil them down to your top three tips or advice, what would those three be? Um, so my very first piece of advice, and I give this to people who ask me for advice quite a bit. I do have a lot of people that ask me that. Is you, you need to take risks and you need to believe in yourself. Um, People I see tend to think about things too long and mull it over and they're not sure, do it. Take action. Try it. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. You can fix it and you can move on. But if you'll never know if it works if you don't try. And people seem to be paralyzed in this overthinking mode and you can't be. Um, I take what I consider to be in, sometimes my husband would consider to be, a lot of risk. Um, I go to a lot of shows that I have no idea whether they'll be successful or not, but how do I know if I don't try? So you you got to really be creative and you need to take risks. The second thing is you need to listen to your customers. I gave a perfect example about that. They're, they might tell you things you don't want to hear, but you have to listen because ultimately they're the ones that are going to be the be responsible for whether you're successful or not. You need to make a product that they want to buy, and you need to keep them interested. You need to be creative and keep it new. Um, The last thing I would say is you have to be an expert. You have to be the expert in your specific field. I spend a lot of time researching, working with vets, working with my customers' vets, to understand certain, I mean, I'm not a veterinarian. Um, 
I am really a nutritional expert at this point. Um, I work and research to try to find the best ways possible um, to help a dog who might be suffering from a specific disease. That's my niche. That's what I do. If you're going to create a business doing, you know, you know, selling baskets or something, be the expert in that. You want to be the person that when people think, oh, I wonder what I should do, they want to call you. Um, I'm finding that I have a lot more expertise than I gave myself credit for, and people will come to me now and say, what do you think? What should I try? Um, and it, I think it's you need to be the expert and be aware that you're the expert, maybe a little more self-awareness on that. Um, but that's key. It's critical. Because otherwise, what makes you unique? Nothing. If you're not the expert, why would anybody buy from you? Um, so so that's my, those are my top three things I would tell people. Wow, huge. Yes, those are huge takeaways that our listeners can take action on today. And let me just summarize those three. First is to, you have to be willing to take risk and believe in yourself. The second one is to really listen to your customers. And the third one is to be an expert in your specific field or your specific niche. Wow, huge takeaways there. So thank you for being generous in sharing those. Now, what's one favorite business resource or tool that you use in your business that's radically changing the way you do business? Um, well, I would I would have to say what I did at the end of last year was I partnered with um, a small business group that provides um, assistance and advice as far as how to grow your business. Um, and they actually um, have helped me and uh, worked with me so that I partnered with one of the sharks from Shark Tank. Um, so they've actually um, facilitated that and um, has, have helped me. Um, I'm working towards trying to get an infomercial and trying to get my products on QVC, which is, is huge. But they also kind of have a weekly, we have a weekly meeting where I get assignments, let's say homework, and that also keeps me on track. They're the ones that suggested I do the book. Um, I'm actually in the process of writing two additional books. So they really come up with creative ideas and also keep me on track. Um, sometimes it, it, there's a lot of local women's business groups that do the same thing. Um, I think if you find a group of people um, or maybe a partner that you can really, I, I've partnered with a local person now that helps me stay on track. We have coaching calls once a week. What you do this week? Did you do what you say you were going to do last week? It helps keep you on track. It keeps you honest. And um, I think that that's really important. Absolutely. Now, entrepreneurs are wide readers. Can you recommend a book that our listeners can get that will help them grow personally and professionally? Um, I would have to say my one of my favorite books is Execution by Larry Bossidy. Um, it's really something that um, I believe in. Um, do what you say. Do what you plan. Check what you plan. Um, it keeps you, it keeps you honest. Um, it's the way I think. So the book was like, oh, okay, exactly. Um, but if you, if you're a first time reader to it, it'll really help you put things in perspective as far as creating goals, creating plans, and then following through on those plans. So I would say definitely execution. 
Last but not the least, Lisa, in my mind, you are a superhero. Or sh- shall I say superheroine? Because you have done this, you have done that, but you've also experienced a lot of challenges that our listeners definitely relate. So if you are a superhero, who do you want to be and why? And it doesn't have to be a cartoon character, but can be someone that you admire and look up to. Okay, so I'm gonna, I'll, I'll probably blow this question, but I would be myself. I always try to be the best that I can. Um, I am a leader by nature, and I have a lot of people that look up to me. And I'm, I don't, I'm trying not to be, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm conceited or a fool of myself. I'm just, I'm being honest. I have, if, if I go to a trade show, people come up to me and say, what's your advice to do this? What do you think I should do? So I really, I kind of, I take that to heart, and then I think, how can I be better than I am? So, um, I, I try to set a good example for my nieces and nephews. I include them in on my business. I show them it's a hard thing to start a new business. They come with me to trade shows. Um, I really try to teach um, as much as I can. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a goofball. I don't strive to be anybody else but myself and just try to be my best self that I can. Yes, I think that's the best way you put it. You you word it really well. The superhero you, because we all have that superhero in ourselves in our unique way. Uh, you know, right. Un- right. Now, share our listeners what's the best way that they can connect with you and kind of watch how you grow and succeeding more, so that they can serve as an example for our own efforts, and so we all can be more than we are today. Well, um, you they could go to my website yourpetchef.com. Um, or call me at my 800 number, 888-958-4088. Um, there's also my customer service email is info at yourpetchef.com. Um, seeing as that I don't have that great of a work-life balance, I'll probably answer the call anytime. Um, so, uh, yeah, I always have updates on, um, uh, new books. Um, I'm doing some cooking seminars where I show people how to make recipes from my book. Um, it's got information about my dogs. I share my stories and, um, I share my stories about my customer's dogs on there as well. So if you're looking for some cute dog pictures, that, that's the way to go. Yes. And for our listeners out there, make sure to check the, the website and that website is yourpetchef.com. And by the way, and also the, you can reach uh, her at your numbers, 1-888-958-40858-088. And also, I'm going to have all the links and the resources mentioned in today's podcast available in a beautiful infographic show notes at todaysleadingwomen.com forward slash Lisa Hennessy. So for those who weren't able to jot down the links and the resources, I'm going to have them on the show notes as well. Now, Lisa, thank you so much for being so generous in sharing your time, your inspiring story, your expertise, for being a role model to many and for bringing such a positive energy with our listeners today. Women of the world, including me, appreciate and honor you for making our world a better place and wish you more success in business and in your life. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. If I could help anybody, I would be more than happy to do that. Podcasting is taking the world by storm. If you are a marketer and not using this platform, your business is missing out on a big opportunity to reach a wider audience. Find out how you can create, grow, and monetize your podcast and take your podcasting skills from novice to experts. Go to learnpodcastingtoday.com now. 
feeling inspired and empowered to make it happen? Then take the next step and go get your free guide to the top three iPhone apps that these high-achieving women use to get things done lightning fast today. Visit todaysleadingwomen.com slash apps for your free download, and we'll see you on the next episode of Today's Leading Women with Marie Grace Berg.